All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Just Browsing. I am your co-host, Zach, here again with Matt. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about our favorite Halloween slash horror movies. And the reason why we added the slash Halloween is because I like horror movies and Matt is a very vocal opponent of uh, horror movies. So Exactly. And Halloween's this, uh, this and Saturday. And Halloween is so. in two days, right. So we figured we'd do a timely Halloween episode before um, October's over and the Halloween holiday has passed. So, um, you know, no better time to talk about horror movies and TV shows and all that kind of stuff. Honestly, I was in Target today and I saw Christmas stuff. We should have just That's how it goes. started a Christmas Hey, I'll episode. do a Christmas podcast with you if you want we'll to. We'll have to do like a month. We're going to have to do okay. like... Every week we'll do a Christmas themed podcast. Yeah, okay, I'm down. We're just gonna talk about Elf the whole. Yeah, time. I was gonna say it's just gonna be me talking about Elf every Bye, single time. buddy. <laughs> Hope you find your dad. So anyway, those of you who have listened to our previous episodes where we broke down our favorite uh, movie franchises, where we finally you know kind of determined out of 64 movie franchises what was our favorite, um, we did have some. We well, we actually had quite a few horror franchises in there, and. Um, anyone who has listened to those episodes knows that Matt basically voted against all of those because he... Unless they were like pinned against each other, then I was like, yeah, which yeah, one was kind of screwed. Yeah. my second least favorite? Because I mean, you have seen some horror movies. You just I've, you, I've don't, seen, you don't seek them out, really. I've seen all the paranormal activities besides okay. the... Uh, I think there's one that happens in like Mexico or something. Yeah. Like the fourth one? or Yeah. I haven't seen that one either. And then I've seen... Um, Oh, why can't I think of the movie right now? Have you seen the Insidious movies? Insidious, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. We watched one at uh, Ariana's house. I don't know oh, if you okay. were with us. Well, that sounds... I was probably there, yeah. But yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure I'd laid under the blanket while Megan watched the movie, and I was just like playing games on my like, Jetpack <laughs> Joyride or yeah. something on my phone. Wow. Well, there you go. That She's taking it to new levels. She <laughs> just keep it up here so she doesn't... just threw a Kong toy at me. And it landed and hit my mic. So sorry if that's really loud. She's trying to derail the podcast already. Um, but I don't know how you want to kick this off if you want just me to start going and talk about... So I basically what I have is a list of some of my favorite horror movies. And I have included a couple of TV shows in there as well. Um, so I can just kind of start well, going through that list. Or if I you mean, want to cover your stuff first. Matt's list is going to be more of kind of non-horror, just Halloween-themed movies. Like, this one's going to be the, the fan favorite, let's be honest. Hocus Pocus. and uh, Which I will fully admit, I've never seen. I've seen parts of it. So And Ty is a big fan. She watches it every time in October. You know, they're showing it you know, on... Every like, single day. It's like Freeform. It? ABC Family or Freeform or yeah. something. They always show uh, Hocus Pocus like a million times during October. So but. they only made $44.1 million in the box office. They lot. They said they estimated they lost about like sixteen to sixteen and a half million dollars. They were like, "This yeah. is a big, huge flop and everything." And now it is literally the go-to Halloween movie yeah. on Disney and um, Freeform. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's, it's a literally. Cult it feels like it's on it every like. single yeah. night. Yeah. and I mean, there's nothing wrong with the movie. Is it's in it was what made I think in 1993. It was released in July of 1993. That's a fucking wow. weird date to release a Halloween movie. That Why is wouldn't you try day, and yeah. put it towards October? Normally, the horror movies come out right around October, or they come out like right at the beginning of the year, January, February, right. sometime like that. Yeah, so J- July is a weird but, time to release a Halloween. But movie. I mean, you know, it's a. I guess you could say it's a quote-unquote kids movie. You know, with what is the general plot of Hocus Pocus? I know there's some witches so, in it, right? 
Yeah, so there's three witches, Witter, which Witter, 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 which are the like main protagonists. Okay, and protagonist is right. That's the yeah. Okay, it's like the hero, the good guy. The, no, those are antagonists. Then, so the witches are the antagonists. Okay, okay. Um, and they were all killed or you know like hung back in like the Salem witch trial because mm, I believe okay. it ha- it's like in Salem. Yeah, it's in. It takes place in Salem. Okay. Um. So they're the Sanderson sisters, and you know, there's a book, their spell book, or like whatever magical book you want to call it. And people find it and they're like joking around. Well, they end up reviving the Sanderson sisters, and then they, uh, the Sanderson okay. sisters have a certain time that they have to, um, I think it's like they truly have to kill and consume a child. Wow, to, that's pretty dark. To stay young forever. Okay. And so this one little girl, they had just moved there from California, I believe. And it's her, her brother, and then one of the girls that her brother ends up dating at the end of the movie all like go on this hunt after they revive, you know, accidentally bring back these witches. They have to go and try and kill them again so that they're they don't they you don't know live forever and, or something and, yeah, okay. wreak havoc on the town and one of the the kids that they killed before they were killed the first time in you know in the true salem like witch trial stuff um it comes is alive as a cat trying to <laughs> okay. stop people from not like reviving them. Oh, from opening the book and right. doing the spells and stuff. And okay. so then he helps guide them back. And then at the very end, he dies, but his spirit is released so he can go be with his sister, who at the beginning of the movie was also one that was killed. Oh, okay. So, I mean... That's kind of a dark premise for a, like kind of a comedy Halloween movie. But you got to remember, it was made in the 90s, back when like people... It's very were, 90s. People weren't soft back then. You know, you could... If you um, and, and and like okay. I said, I haven't seen it, but if you see clips of it on TV, it looks very '90s. It's a movie. Oh, that, yeah. like you're like, wow, this is definitely a '90s movie. But I mean, it's a good movie. I, I have no complaint. I mean, it's not scary. It's you know, it might have a dark plot, but it's not yeah. scary. It's there's funny things in it. You know, there's serious, you know, quote unquote serious things that go on. But uh, yeah, you know, it's obviously it's everyone's favorite. It's an all time classic. Yeah, you can't go wrong with it. Um, Do you have any other ones? Um, Halloween Town. I used to watch a lot when I was a kid on Disney Channel. I think yeah, see, we were just talking about that, and I've never seen Halloween Town. I think there's three of them. Um, I know there's at least two, but I uh, I used to watch those all the time, which, I mean... So Halloween Town, the first one came out in 98. Right. So well, I was four years old when it came out, so yeah, I watched that on Disney Channel, and it was kind of the same... There's like a little bit of darkness to it, but not like crazy darkness to it. Yeah. I mean, enough that a little kid's not going to get like super scared, but enough that like as an adult, if you were to watch it, you'd be like, man, this could be some really dark, like all Disney movies are. Yeah. There's a lot of death in Disney and a lot of adult, like I, I always say this and I know this might be a little derailed, but Disney movies are adult movies that can keep kids entertained. Well, that's what I was going to say about Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town is it seems like the plot to these movies, if you're a kid, you don't necessarily follow the plot or look at the deeper meanings that 
you know, right. the script actually had like the, the story has in store for you. But as an adult, if you watch it, you start, you know, you just described you like the plot. Analyzing. If you just read me the plot of Hocus Pocus, that sounds like a horror movie to me. Right. You know, that sounds scary. <laughs> These witches are coming back to life and they're trying to consume the soul of a kid to stay young. That sounds scary as fuck. Right. But it's not when you watch the movie. You know, it, oh, they, yeah. they make it more of like a slapstick kind of comedy thing. But um, like you were saying, a lot of these, you know, Pixar movies especially, they'll have it's it's kind of a depressing or sad or even scary premise with like a fresh coat of kid movie humor paint over it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean it, it's an it's enough. It's not obvious enough to where the kids are gonna be like, "What is yeah, this?" Yeah, like this is. They're gonna like be like, "I have no yeah. idea what." I yeah. don't care. This was you know Mike yeah. Wazowski, and you're right. like. Mm, it's a little different. Yeah. So that moves me into my next movie. I'm counting Monsters, Inc. as a Halloween movie. Dude, I think that's because, a great pick. Because it's monsters, and yeah. Halloween's about monsters well, and scary and things. The whole and thing is about, again, going to like kind of a scary premise. Scaring Monsters children. coming out of closets to scare the shit out of kids to then provide energy from their screams to power to their the city. Right. That's kind of a terrifying plot. If you don't know what Monsters, Inc. is, if I just told you that was the plot to a movie. You'd be like, that sounds scary. Well, when you watch it and, and there's uh, you know, there's scenes where the monster comes out from under the bed because, you know, the louder the kid screams, the more energy yeah. that they, you know, yeah. receive or, or mine or whatever you want to call what they yeah. do. And um, so they, you know, when you're a little kid, you go, there's a monster in the closet yeah. or, there's, or there's, there's a monster, monster under, under my bed. My bed. Yeah. Yeah. And they literally use that as a monster comes out of a doorway, which yeah. in most bedrooms was closets. Uh-huh. Or un from under the bed after yeah. they come in, and the, I'm like, it's really, it's really, it's playing on every kid's fear of being in their bedroom. Like that's why a lot of kids sleep with nightlights. Right. They were afraid to be in the complete darkness because they didn't know what was going to come creeping out of their closet or from underneath their bed or whatever. You well, know? and like some of those characters too. Like if those were real life characters, like imagine Sully coming into your room, it'd be terrifying and just it's roaring, like, and you're like, yeah, it's like ah, this is great. Bigfoot, I need new sheets. It would basically be like Bigfoot just coming out of your closet, or like a couple, you know, a few of them have a bunch of tentacles and shit, or like yeah. a bunch of eyes, or an invisible you know? guy that yeah. is a lizard with yeah, it'd be more fucking legs. terrifying, especially if you're five. <laughs> Honestly, those some of those guys are like they're like yeah, they're scary, and then I'm like, dude, look at Mike Wazowski though; it's just a green eye. Yeah, he actually like, just kind of looks funny. Yeah, if that dude popped out, I'd probably be more scared of him than I would have like Sully. I'd be like, damn, he just screamed at me. But then like Mike Wazowski pops, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, I like how at the end too they they lean into. He, Mike Wazowski is the one who, you know, he, he was never able to scare anyone. Right. But he realizes that ki- the kid's laughter is actually more powerful so than he the turns screams. Into comedy. So he just turns into like a comedian too. And it's cool because he's voiced by Billy Crystal, who's just a funny person right. in general. But um, I'm glad you picked Monsters, Inc. I think that's well, a good pick because that is, I will go on record as saying that is my favorite Pixar movie ever. You it's can't between, go wrong with it. It's between that and The Incredibles. But obviously for this discussion, The Incredibles is not a Halloween movie. But this it could is, be a Halloween. I mean, you could make every single, if you think about it, you could make every movie a Halloween movie because there's Halloween costumes made for everything. So Halloween that is, is a universal true, yeah. holiday in terms of there's really you no dress genre anything, of movie yeah. because Halloween's just... Getting dressed up and yeah, we're dressing you know, up as Breaking Bad characters this weekend. So there you go. I'm dressing up as nothing because <laughs> I haven't been invited to do anything. So <laughs> I'm gonna sit at home and and uh, sleep. Actually, anyway, so, plowing ahead. Um, plowing ahead. I have Monsters uh, University as well on okay. my list. The pretty good but not as good sequel to well, Monsters Inc. In, in my opinion, I mean, pe- I liked it. It's people not are bad, like, but. why did they wait so long for Monsters University? And I go, think about it. 
Monsters Inc. came out in what? Like it was probably like early two thousands or maybe maybe late two thousands. I don't know. Two thousand one. Oh, there you go. Two thousand one. So two thousand one. We're seven years old. Yeah. Or in your case, eight because you're old as shit. Yeah, I'm fucking old. So Monsters University comes out twelve years later. Guess where all of the seven and eight and nine year olds are that watch that movie? Yeah, in we're all in college. Yep. I literally said that movie is made for college kids. Yeah. That that movie was made for us when yeah. we were in college. Yeah. And I'm like, I loved it. I mean, it was phenomenal. Like they had frat parties. <laughs> it they, was. It's pretty good. I'll give it to you. You know, it's they good. they had like the Greek week or whatever yeah, with the yeah, yeah. the game, the scare game. I, I like the idea of. You know, Monsters Inc. is a corporation where Sully and Mike work as adults. And but you gotta think in that world, if you're gonna fully flesh out that world, well, okay, all the people who have jobs presumably went to college at some point. So where did they go to college? Right. Monsters University. Monsters. <laughs> where and they learn how to scare people. There's the other like scare tech. I think it's scare tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have other colleges and, uh, too, which I thought was they, fucking like, great. Uh Sully have, like, steals the pig at yeah, like the, yeah. and Mike's in his room studying. Like <laughs> like you know, you have the partier and Sully and the not, you know, he thinks he's just gonna earn it by showing up. Uh-huh. And then you have you know, um, Mike, and he's just sitting he's there. Gonna, he's going to take it seriously and study and stuff. And he yeah. takes it serious and, and does everything. And, you know, those are just two. I, I actually watched Monsters University last week or the week before, and I was just like, this is the greatest They're great, movie man. ever. Pixar hits fucking home runs every time they make a movie. Um, but yeah, in terms dude, of I, Halloween movies or shows I watch, I'll watch Cooking. I'll watch Chopped. I really get into chop for some reason, especially when they're around a, like a holiday, because they throw weird ingredients in just a regular show. Okay, and then like a Halloween comes around and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna have bats," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and they're like, yeah, "I have bats. never watched that show once." And then they're like, "You have octopus, uh, fried chicken, and tomato soup," and then they're like, "And your special ingredient this time is." Skittles, and you're like, wait, what? And they have to use all of it, and I'm like, make a meal. So it's just, I mean, it's interesting because they pick some weird shit, and it's supposed to be like spooky, or like the cake decoration ones where they like do decorating, and I'm like, that shit's awesome. Except you did all that work, and in reality, a cake's supposed to, you know, be chowed into. Yeah, and so you did all that work for fucking nothing. (laughs) Someone's gonna take a picture, and then it's gone. Yeah, well, that's the life of a chef, I guess, or a baker. But, you know, those are the movies and shows of someone that hates scary shit. Okay. So, we have Matt's side of the coin who appreciates Halloween movies but is not trying to be terrified. I appreciate candy, too, when I was a little kid. (laughs) I used to try and get the biggest sack of candy. My brother and I would weigh them when we got home and see who had the most. And then it became one of those, like, okay, I got to try and hide this from my parents because they're going to limit my candy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, then I just have a pillowcase under my bed in the open and I'm like... No, were you, were you one of those? Know. Were you one of those kids who would have Halloween candy in a sack until like July? Dude, there was one year I forgot I had a ha- like a sack under my bed because I had put stuff in front of it to hide it. And then the next year I go to put my next sack underneath it, and there's my other sack. And I'm like, "There's where all my candy went." I'd been blaming my dad for eating it all, and it had just been sitting under my bed, so I had to throw it away. But yeah. no, well, that's well. I, what I was gonna say is, I always used to get so much candy that I would eat all the candy that I wanted and be totally sick of it. Yeah, and then just put the rest of it away somewhere in the pantry or whatever, and then it would just be there for months. Dude, I mean, <laughs> there'd just be candy bars in the pantry. for There'd months. be times where I'd get home, I'd sort my candy, so I'd get home, you know, I pour 
poured out. I'm checking for razor blades, needles. No, we live in a nice area. We didn't have to worry about that. But I'm checking for, you know, I liked Twizzlers, Skittles. I'm looking for yeah, like, big yeah. candy bars if anyone has them. Taking out like little popcorn packs, you know, getting yeah. the candy I like. And then uh-huh. there's like Almond Joy that I was like, hey, dad, here you go. So yeah, I'd be, Almond like, Joys are not. Throw, my throwing favorite. candy to my dad that I didn't want. And then whatever. I wasn't the biggest fan of chocolate when I was a kid. I liked Snickers and Butterfingers, and that was pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, Snickers are clutch. So all the chocolate, too, I would just give to my dad. Yeah. And so we ended up having the Halloween bowl that my mom would hand out to kids. Yeah. Full of candy that we didn't that, get rid of. Yeah. That yeah. all of a sudden has two kids mm-hmm. in my brother and I's candy filling it up, yeah. and we just have candy there. And, you know, we're young kids. You can eat as much candy as you want uh-huh. when you're a young kid. And so... Okay, we just went through that. Quick question while we're on the candy topic. What's your favorite candy bar of all time? Candy bar? Yeah. Or mm. I'll, I'll, I'll or like eat candy in general. Just candy in general cuz you said you're not a big fan of like chocolate candy bars and stuff. So, I mean, favorite candy off the top of your head. I'm a big fan of uh licorice. Okay, yeah. But then I also like Starburst. I love Starburst. Arrowheads, yeah. Airheads and Skittles. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Skittles, always have been. Not a big fan of Airheads, to be honest. If I was going to pick, maybe not necessarily my favorite candy, but my favorite uh, candy bar, hands down, is Twix. I've always loved Twix. Are you a right Twix or left <laughs> I Twix? I don't know. <laughs> They're fucking commercials. I, I get so, like, every time I see those commercials, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, what but, is this marketing campaign? But, doing? like, candy-wise, I've really, like, lately, if I'm going to buy candy, I'll get peanut M&M's. Oh, okay. Those are pretty good. My I've work never stocked been... five-pound bags of those. There was eight people in our office, and we'd get good 15 five-pound bags of those, and we'd go through all of them in a quarter. God. And we'd have to order more See, the next quarter. I, I don't mind M&Ms. Like I, when I go to a Halloween party or something, I love eating M&Ms you know, if someone has them out. But I've always been preferential to Skittles. I just like Skittles way more. And the peanut M&Ms are good, but Skittles, I just, in, in my opinion, any flavor of Skittles is better. So if you ever want to mess with someone, and I'm pretty sure I did this when I was a kid. If not, it happened to me for sure. <laughs> someone mixed M&Ms and Skittles. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. And yeah. uh, I grabbed a whole handful because I'm like, oh, you know, Skittles. Yeah. And got that chocolate. I'm like, what the fuck kind of Skittle is yeah. this? I feel and like- then I like flip one over and there's an M and I flip another one over and there's an S and I'm like, you bastards. I feel like that's the candy equivalent of... Op- or like grabbing a glass of water and slugging it and finding out it's vodka. <laughs> like, this is horrible. This is not what I was expecting. But I mean, at least when you do that, you're, you're like getting ready to have a good night. When you're a kid and you eat that chocolate, you're just like, you're, like, you're pissed. Like, yeah, when you're expecting Skittles and you get M&M's, it's, it's not great. So now my question to you, because I've seen this on so many posts out there, do you like candy corn? Um, It's okay. My mom was a big fan of it, so I would eat it when she had it in the house. But I, to be honest, I could take it or leave it. I mean, it's literally straight sugar. Yeah, I don't, I'm just not. It's, I don't, it's I don't right. go buy it, but my, my mom buys it. Yeah, and yeah. whenever I'm over there, I'm always like... Mm, There's a lot of candies that I've tried that I, don't, I wouldn't seek out on my own if I was going to go into a gas station or a grocery store and buy candy. But if someone has it around me and they're eating it, I'll just try some. You know, like There's a lot of candies like that that I'm like, well, I'll, you know, it's all right, but I'm just not crazy about it. Like, I've never been crazy about... Um, Reese's like peanut butter cups. See, I like them, but yeah, not I'm not that big like, of a fan to be honest. They're just okay. I like Kit Kats. I like Twix. Kit Kats are I like good. Snickers. Uh, always liked Skittles a lot. Skittles great. Yeah, 
Those you, are like probably my favorite. Do you like Those the sour Skittles? Yep. Oh yeah, dude. After when I used to play hockey, after every game, I'd go get like five sour Skittle packs, and my parents would be like, "Seriously, you just play hockey?" And I'm like, "I know. I need the sugar. They're shirt. good, man. They're and good. I just like pour them all in my mouth. And you know how you'd have like, it's like an inch thick of so straight much. sugar yeah, at the bottom so of the pack, much. and you're like, "Woo!" Yeah. And your parents are like, oh, this is terrible. Dude, idea. so many kids get cracked out on sugar from eating so much candy. Like, think about how much candy you consumed as a kid. Oh, or like trolleys, like the gummy worms. Yeah, the sour gummy worms. The sour, sour those gummy worms. Those are my worm. favorite. I love those. We're getting really or distracted. gummy bears. No, I mean, it's Halloween. It's still a Halloween topic, but we were. We, it's better we, than we, movies. It's not candy. We, we, we did set out to talk about. Now, Halloween fuck movies, this movies. We're going to talk about candy. <laughs> we are talking about Halloween themed stuff, so I guess that's good. But do you want to. Should we transition over into my. Scary movies? No, we're gonna go back to candy. <laughs> Come on, Matt. How Don't many doors did you try and get? Don't to? be a bitch. What are you talking about? How many doors? Like when you were a kid, were you like, I gotta try and make like every year I tried to make it. Oh, to, to go the get next candy neighborhood. Before oh yeah. It was like um, I don't think I ever had a set amount of doors. I just tried to get, you know, because you start off as a little kid, you get the little. You'll have like a plastic like a little pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. That, and you get, that's, it holds a decent amount of And you're of candy, out with your parents at 5 p.m. because yeah. they're like, we don't want to fucking be right, out with, right. with, you know, the older kids. And then as you get older, you transition to having basically like a fucking pillowcase where <laughs> well, you all fill the time. up like as much candy as humanly possible. You roll and, up and you're like, yeah. Drink or drink. Yeah. Like I want to be straining to hold the bag at the end of the night. You know, like that's how I used to be. But um, I don't know. Did you ever get, Really disappointed too at some houses that would try and hand out like the quote unquote healthy candy yeah. instead of like the tasty shit. When you're like trick or treat and they're like, hey guys, happy Halloween. Or they give you like a toothbrush. And yeah, and they're handing you like some bullshit ass candy and you're like, dude, where's all the good shit at? You know, as a kid, you're like, this is a fucking ripoff. <laughs> yeah, you're like, thanks. Well, there used to be a house over by where I live that would give out money. Really? Yeah, they give out like little baggies of money and there was different amounts in like all of them. Really? And I was like, oh, we're going to go get some money. Yeah. And we're going to go get some money. Ring on the doorbell. You know, I'm a little kid not thinking about anything. They open the door and I'm like, trick or treat? (laughs) Completely different people. And there's like almond joys. And I'm like, (laughs) I want to, you know, when you're a little kid, you're on the big, well, we usually get money. Yeah, you're like, hey, just so you know, the last people who lived here gave us money. So bar's pretty high. So, <laughs> so your almond joys, you got to give me a lot more. Those, those people are looking at all these five-year-olds like, yeah, get the fuck off my porch, kid. Well, dude, when you were a kid too, like, or I guess not, when was the last time you went trick-or-treating? It's been a really long time. Like I may have been. Middle school, maybe? Yeah, it was probably around middle school. Like seventh grade-ish? Because I don't think I ever went in high school because you know me. I, I looked like a high schooler when I was in seventh and eighth grade. So You're up with a little kid a and they're like, oh, yeah, is this your if, kid? If I, and you're like, I'm 16. Yeah, you're like, no, dude, I'm I'm also in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, you know, facial hair and I'm 6'2". You know, like it just. Bro, you had facial hair when you were four. That's what I mean. It's like. I didn't. So after a while, I was like, I can't go around trick or treating because people are just going to look at me and go, "Dude, you're a junior in high school. What are you still doing here? Like, get, get the fuck off!" I my think porch. the last time I went was uh, middle school, which I, I think had to have is, been middle school. For I me. think that's definitely a fair time to stop. To, like yeah. seventh grade is when, yeah. like, the very latest you should ever yeah. go. But I remember, like, you know, my parents brought me up to be respectful and everything. So I, I never like would rush in front of people to get to the door. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if there's little kids, I'd move to the side. You uh-huh. know, it's it was more and it's I'd about be, the kids, you're right? Supposed to be, yeah. And then there's those kids that you're like trick or treat, and all of a sudden, like, candy's in their bag, and they're already at the next door, and they're like yeah. literally trying to just run the whole way. Uh-huh. 
I was never like that because one, I was always with like my dad and my dad, you know, with, was with all the other dads that we were trick or treating with yeah. and they were just like drinking their Drink, beers drinking and beer, yeah. walking around and we couldn't go fast because they had to see us. So we'd uh-huh. get to the end of the street and then there'd be like at the cul-de-sac, like <laughs> cheers <laughs> in another beer a little, with a another wagon guy. of beer. Yeah. yeah. So I never ran around, but I've seen people do that all the time and it, it could be frustrating because I'm just like chill out like yeah. the candy's not going anywhere yeah. and the, although the people here's here's the one thing what's your opinion on the people who just put the candy basket outside and say please take one oh terrible that's a bad idea we, this is <laughs> it never so, works today's it, society is not like it was back in like the 40s and 50s when you could at least rely on people a little more, more people honest. to be honest yeah. not saying everyone back then was honest right. but, but it seemed like more people but nowadays yeah. You put that it's out gonna there. It's going to be two kids. And two kids, and it's going to be the second kid will yeah. grab the bowl and empty Just it. Just empty the whole bowl. Also, yeah. with this whole, like, this is going to be a weird Halloween with COVID and everything. Like, That's people true, are like, yeah. we shouldn't do Halloween. And I'm like, listen, people, we, they said this, we should stop stuff for two weeks. Here we are. And that was back in fucking March. Six months later. Here we yeah. are at the end of October, and everyone's saying, we got to get ready to shut everything down again. Like, nah, just fucking ring the doorbells. If you know, if you don't want to participate in Halloween, shut your lights off. Make it look like you're not home. Yeah. No one's gonna come. Which up is to your what door. you do on any normal year, anyway. Right. And so, if you don't want to participate because you don't want, or or if you want to participate and you want to take every precaution, divvy out the candy in, into Ziploc bags. Right. There you go. And then use gloves if yeah. you really want to, and, and just wear a mask when you hand it out. You know, yeah, like it's gonna be fine. People like freak out. I'm like, listen, we can't take the rest of our lives away because of this shit. Let these kids go out and get cracked out on candy. And, you know, I don't have any kids. I live by myself. So <laughs> I got to worry about no Are you being cracked preparing out for any trick or treaters? Are you going to get candy and stuff? Or no? I probably, probably won't get any around I, here. I would imagine. There's a lot of kids to live really? around here. But everyone where we live just has puppies. So no trick or treaters. I'd like to not be here. I hate handing out candy. Yeah, yeah. I always and, used to, I, when I was like in high school and I was around in the early evening on Halloween night, I would always try and actively avoid. I'd be in the basement playing video games or something. I would actively avoid being near the front room where my mom could, like the doorbell goes off. My mom could be like, hey, can you get this one? Can you hand out candy? I'd be like, ah, great. And you got to be like, hey, guys, trick or treat. And like put on this fake smile and everything. And I don't know. Some of the kids' yeah. costumes were cool and you know, I I told my mom and stuff, but I uh, would never hand out candy. And then, like, I opened the front door to just open it, and a little girl's like, "Trick or treat!" And I'm like, <laughs> looking around my house, like, dude, dude the and worst. And I literally grabbed like a full handful, and I was like, the worst Shh. is being unprepared, not having any candy, and then accidentally opening the door, and there being trick or treaters there, and they're like, "Trick or treat!" And you're like, uh. Hang on, and you like run over into your kitchen. You're like rooting through the cabinets and stuff. You're like, I got one candy bar. <laughs> you got like a packet of ranch, yeah. like a packet of taco seasoning. You're like, you want some Doritos? I got some Doritos. Yeah. No, I yeah, I, I want to avoid it, especially with this ding dong. You know, she yeah, got out luck. the other You're day. Open the so, door and she's gonna dart outside. So I would have to to crate her, and she would just go psycho. They'd be. Like, Oh, do you have like a haunted house in here? What's that screaming? I'm like, oh, it's just my no, nope, just my psycho dog. Just my psycho dog that wants to run away and then <laughs> stare at the wall, all weird. Well, but we yeah, took a, we can, a little, we can a get quick into your sidebar, and I know you're dreading this, but yeah. <laughs> and I guess we should have said before 
as at the top of this, spoiler alert for any of the movies that we're going to discuss. You know, if you haven't seen any of these movies and you're listening to our podcast, one, shoot us an email because I want to know who you are <laughs> so we can help break you out of your bubble. I will say that some of the movies and these shows that I'm going to talk about are recent releases. Not you have Sharknado on there? Yes, I have Sharknado That's 5, cool. one of my favorites. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so spoiler alert, and I'll, I'll, I'll say the name of the movie before I start talking about it, so feel free to pause or skip ahead or whatever if you want to see the movie and you don't want to hear spoilers. But for Matt, I'm going to break down the basic plots and kind of describe the things that I like about the following list of movies. So... I'm not the biggest horror movie fan in the world, but lately, one of the things that has kind of changed as I've gotten a little bit older is I've started to watch more horror movies, and what I do is I try and be really selective about which ones I watch. I try and watch movies that I think are going to be not only scary movies, but good movies. Like I like to watch a scary movie that's got a really good plot and has really good storytelling versus just you know, Nightmare on M Street 16 or Halloween 47, where it's just kind of just slasher and gore type stuff and jump scares right. with no real The same thing, no real just plot. Uh, an updated version. Right, yeah. So the following is my list of, just kind of a short list of my favorite scary movies that I also think are just really good movies as well. Um, first on the list, I included, and I, like I said, the, these first three are really kind of franchises at this point, but... They're all, I like the first two installments of the following three. So um, number one on the list is It by Stephen King. So that has, you know, the newest ones. Chapter one came out in 2017. And then I believe chapter two came out in 2019, um, I think, or maybe even 2018. It was either 2018 or 2019. Yeah. And I shouldn't ever know that. Um, and I'm actually reading the book right now as well. And the book obviously written by Stephen King is like this massive 1100 page doorstopper novel. That's we're about, I'm reading it with Taya and we're about 415 pages in or something like that. And it's a, just a, what I like about it is how good of a story it is. And obviously you kind of know the premise and you're terrified of clowns. So, which is a, a totally understandable reason for you. Well, dude, I mean, look at that. Never shit. have watching. Yeah. And that those are, those are pictures from the original, the, original. the, the made for TV one. Yeah. So it and that's was the one I watched. Oh, okay. So the book came out. I, I want to say in the seventies or eighties. I don't. I can't exactly remember. But it was made into a made-for-TV movie that I haven't seen. But then it was recently rebooted. Like I said, in the twenty seventeen version. Which the I'm including chapter two in this because I think it kind of goes hand in hand with chapter one. But it chapter one, the twenty seventeen version, the newer one might be my favorite horror movie ever. And we have, the last two or three years, Taya and I have sat down and watched it at least once throughout October as like it's kind of, a, it's become a staple of our horror movie watching during October. So it's, what you're saying is you kill people on the side because you're a psychopath. <laughs> why would you submit to watching that movie? Okay, I'm going to tell you why. That's got so, a good plot. Yeah, so does 912,000 other movies. It's a really, really well-told story. And I think what's so good about the story that Stephen King developed is the a story of the bonds of kids who then later, you know, 27 years later are grown-up adults who come together to overcome evil, essentially. And it's the way he... Like, if you take all the scariness out of that story... It's still a really captivating story about like he really makes you 
fall in love with all of these characters and he fully realizes all of these characters. They're totally fleshed out and they're real people that you feel like you know personally. And they all have their own personal demons and struggles and adversity that they go through in their lives and stuff. And then on top of that, they're being terrorized by a demon clown that can shapeshift. So, you know, it's it's a really well-told story written by a guy who's the most twisted horror author of all well, time, essentially. So one, I hate clowns. The most terrifying things in the yeah. world. How Two, do you develop a clown phobia? Because I, I don't watched, have a clown phobia. Yeah, but you have a spider phobia. Have you ever been bit by a spider that you know of? No, but you have a, a phobia of a thing smaller than a fucking quarter. Matt. Right? We've talked about this before. Your fear of clowns is so ill-conceived. Okay. <laughs> it makes no sense. Tell me. Spiders are poisonous. There are p- spiders out there that if you're bit by them, you can die or lose pieces of your flesh. There's a biological imperative built into human DNA to be afraid yeah. of arachnids. Well, guess what? There was a serial not- killer out there that dressed up as a fucking clown. So serial killers dress up as normal people too. Are you scared of normal people? No. It doesn't make any sense. But if it's a fucking clown. It doesn't make sense. You're 6'4", what? 240, 250? Yeah, and, and you're I can scared fight of a, a clown. fucking spider. I could be a spider, and a spider could crawl in my mouth. That's terrible. You know, you eat like ten spiders a year, supposedly. Who the fuck comes up with that, by the way? I don't How know, but I'm gonna research? fucking release spiders in your apartment. And if I'm you gonna, do, I'm, I'm gonna dress up as a clown and come over here with a knife, and then I'm gonna terrorize you. <laughs> well, then you're gonna be dead in my doorway. But hey, that's your choice. Anyway, no. what I was trying to say about it is, you should watch it. It's fucking great. No, it's really, really good. I. So, like I said, this list is relatively short. I don't watch a ton of horror movies. I don't have a ton of favorites. I have a very short list of favorites. And It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2, the new ones, are really damn good movies that also happen to be terrifying. So, if you're ever looking to watch horror movies, and I know you're not, but maybe some of our listeners out there are. No, they're smart And you haven't seen It, the new ones, do yourself a favor and watch it. They're really, really good, and they're really, really scary. So sticking on it, okay. did you ever go into the uh, like the drainage pipes at Marcy Park, like with Brandon or anything? I did, yes. I came across that the other day on Reddit. It's a mannequin tied to a grate a mile deep into a drainage ditch. Oh my god! Someone we has used a really to we used to go in those. So drainage since this ditches. is an audio platform, I'll describe what Matt is showing me. It's a picture of essentially a clown mannequin, mannequin. crouched in a sewer. You yeah. said a mile in or something? They said it, yeah, it's a mi- or a half a mile deep into a drainage pipe. And when we were kids, or like terrifying. in high school or middle school, we used to go all the time into those to where it was yeah. pitch black. Yeah. And then we could get to what? It was like Lucent. Yeah. We could literally get to one of our main streets uh-huh. in our, you know, where we live. And if I saw something like that, dude. Nah, I'm 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 fucking setting explosives up like well, and like in fucking Batman what's terrifying and blowing up the, the what's whole terrifying about that underground. Is it's you're kind of having to crouch down in there as you're walking, you know what I mean? It's this kind of small area. So to run away, you then are faced with you're you're okay, so you see that. It's that fear like we talked about you're, when you're running up the stairs and you think something's right, behind right. you. Like, you're, ah! you're faced with the option of do I just stay here and confront whatever this is or do I turn around and crouch run <laughs> a mile out of here while this whatever this thing is is right behind me. I don't know what would be worse. You know what I mean? So anyway, Either yeah, that's way, terrifying that you brought so. that up. But moving on, It Chapter 1 and Chapter 2, really great. I'm loving the book so far. It's a super great, one of the probably one of the best 
and most famous horror stories ever told. Anyway, that was my I want to know like thing on yeah. what drugs is Stephen King? I mean, he did like that guy is LSD crack fascinating. Meth. His 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 head is fascinating. I mean, he was well. He did like this is actually he's talked about it. It's a it's a well known fact. He used to be a raging alcoholic and addicted to cocaine. There's like apparently there's a couple books that he has written that he says today he doesn't even remember writing. He was so messed up on coke that he doesn't even remember writing it. <laughs> he, okay, wrote, so he wrote an entire book, doesn't remember doing some it. of his stories. And They're I'm, I'm sitting there and, and I'm like, dude, it takes a yeah. fucked up per- like I've I've seen um, there's like an artist who fucking like trips on LSD and yeah, I think I know like does art about, yeah. and some of the shit they they're like is like really cool and then there's like a demon side yeah. where they're having like a really bad time uh-huh. and they like put it out there I'm like that's like super fun like where's yeah. your brain at right, right, you right. know and I get your it's altered and you're on drugs but yeah. fuck like yeah it's that, coming from somewhere that's fucking well, weird I've read at this point I've read two Stephen King books and I'm reading it right now so this is my third one and um, what I like about him so much, and I, I think what makes him so popular amongst so many readers is, yes, he has a bunch of terrifying stories that he's told, but he also is just a really, really good storyteller. And some of his stories are not necessarily horror. They're, they have fantasy elements in them. They're maybe a little bit supernatural, but they're not horror. Like he actually wrote The Shawshank Redemption. He wrote The Green Mile. Right, those are both. Great those are both movies. movies that you would not think about being horror, but they but come like from weird stuff arguably. <laughs> yeah, there's weird, kind of sick and twisted stuff that happens. There's weird fantasy elements of them, but it comes from one of the greatest horror minds ever. That, like, that's that's, that's, what's, that's what makes him so genius is he can unspool this amazing story to you, and it can either be really terrifying or just like a really cool story that happens to have some weird time travel twist or right. something. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's, it's just, like the green mile. It's like the most straightforward and basic movie right. I feel like. And then, you and then, know, Oh, this the, guy has like some sort got, of crazy ability. Right. To and then all of a sudden he's like, pain from people and stuff. Didn't he like breathe out bees yeah. at one or point? flies or something? Whatever yeah. It gets, there's some weird shit in that movie too, but it's, it's more of a, you don't leave the green mile being scared. You leave the green mile feeling like hopeful and it makes you feel right, a lot it's, of, it's a good movie yeah, with a good heartwarming, story. you know, there's a lot of really good storytelling elements to it. Um, this next couple of movies I'm going to talk about, not so heartwarming. So insidious chapter one and chapter two. Um, I have not seen any of the further insidious movies as I discussed when we talked about our movie franchise bracket, but insidious one and two, for anyone out there who has not seen it, the loose premise is that this kid, when he falls asleep, is kind of able to, his soul or his mind or whatever, goes wandering in this dream world dimension that's kind of almost a uh, a world stuck between two worlds, like our world and the ever after. What, what are the, what's the word for that? Purgatory? It's yeah. kind of like a purgatory. Like you're almost. stuck in purgatory. Yeah. You're not in. You're not anywhere you're, else. You're, you're just, just in this weird space right. in between stuff. So this 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 happens when he falls asleep. And I guess what hap- the the general premise of at least the first one is that while this is happening, I think he starts kind of bringing these spirits that exist in this purgatory alternate dimension back with him into our world, who then kind of terrorize his parents and stuff. And then he also gets lost. His soul kind of get he falls asleep one night and gets lost in this dimension and his dad you come to find out later also has the ability and he has to kind of like fall asleep go into this dimension and like track down his son and the first two movies apart from being really scary are just really well told stories because when you watch the second one 
And I won't say a bunch of spoilers here for anyone who hasn't seen it, but... You can it, say spoilers. They've been out for fucking ever. It relates... Per, the, way they, like, the way they connect the timelines of the first two movies is genius. So, without saying too much about that, um, the Insidious movies are really scary and they're super awesome. <laughs> so... Um, and you, you said you've seen those, right? You've seen I've the seen first two? I've seen one maybe? and two, I believe. Okay. They've made, I think... I know for sure they've made two more, possibly even a third after that. So like five I now total. I'm not exactly sure how many they have, but but I can see it's never ending. <laughs> the last one on here that's kind of a franchise is The Conjuring. So The Conjuring, for anyone out there who pays attention, is you know in this era of movie universes of shared universes. The Conjuring has kind of started its own horror shared universe such as Marvel has done for superheroes. So the original Conjuring was... Have you ever seen that one? Have you ever seen any of the Conjuring movies? Okay, so the... No, because the, the whole basement scene in the previews... Oh, yeah. I was like, nope, there, nope, nope, There's nope, a nope, loose... Nope, nope, The loose premise of the first one is basically this family consisting of a husband and wife and I think four or five daughters move into this house that's got some land. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And end up getting terrorized periodically by some sort of a spirit or a demon within the house. And the husband is a truck driver, so he's gone a bunch, you know. So the 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 mom, the wife, and the and the um, daughters are just kind of left there alone to their own devices, dealing with this thing. And essentially, the mom ends up getting possessed, and these people named the Warrens. So all of this is based on quote unquote a true story. Because these people, the Warrens, this couple, they're a real couple, and this was a real case that they worked on, and they're paranormal investigators, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they go there, try to perform the exorcism, yada, yada. So it's terrifying. It's got a really good story to it. And then the follow-up, The Conjuring 2, we actually just watched earlier this month, is set in London, and it apparently it's another again based on another case by the this this couple named the Warrens, and it's this family in London getting terrorized by a demon within their house, and they have to come and kind of help save the day. Um, if anyone out there has not seen those two Conjuring movies, I've seen a few of the movies that that now exist within the Conjuring universe. And I'll say that there are some good scares in the other ones, but none of them that I've seen have been as good as the first two Conjurings. I think those are kind of the big tent pole. It's almost like they're the Avengers movies to like the Black Panthers and the Iron Mans and the Ant Mans, like the other like the, solo movies. They're the the big tent pole Mark Stone movies are the Avengers films. You know what I mean? And so in the Conjuring yeah. universe, it's the Conjuring films. Will not watch um, them. Fair enough. They're really, really scary. <laughs> I will tell you that they're scary. Um, so within the Conjuring universe, just to touch on it real quick, I've seen The Nun now, which was I thought was pretty scary, but not as good. We watched The Curse of La Llorona earlier this month. Thought it was pretty scary, but just not really that great of a movie, to be completely honest. And then they have the Annabelle series now. And Annabelle was in, I believe they talked about it in the first Conjuring. I forget exactly when she first popped up, but then she ends up getting her own... You know, Annabelle's the doll. Right. She gets her own series. I think there's now three movies for sure. I think they Maybe just came even out with another more, one. All in the Annabelle. To me, that's kind of overdoing it. I don't know. I don't really know Did if they there's all, that much material there. They all there. overdo it. <laughs> but The Conjuring 1 and 2 are for, forever will be my some of my horror staples. Of like, If we're going to have a horror marathon, I want to watch Conjuring 1 and right. 2. Um, another one I have on here 
is called Sinister. Have you ever seen Sinister or ever, ever even heard of it? I've heard of it, but... So Sinister is a movie starring Ethan Hawke, who's a really great actor that I've always loved. Um, and it's basically, he's a true crime writer. And he, the movie begins, him and his family are moving into this new house. It's him and his wife and two kids, I think. And what he didn't tell his wife is that the new book he's working on, because he's a true crime writer who writes right. about murders and serial killers and stuff... The house they're moving into is the previous owners were murdered. And he didn't disclose this to his wife. She has no idea. He just moved there because he wanted to be, you know, in it to to write the book. To write the book or whatever. You know what I mean? So he discovers in the attic when they move in this box that was left in the attic that contains film reels. And he's he sets up like this old school, you know, film reel camera and projects it onto the wall and everything and he sits up late at night drinking whiskey after everyone's gone to bed and stuff. And he's just like, you know, in it, just researching all this crazy shit. And he finds out that these film reels contain home movies that at the end of them show murders that have happened. And there's like multiple film reels of like, and they're, they're all dated and say barbecue 79 or whatever. And it's like, starts off with home movie footage and then it shows murders. And then he ends up, Without getting too far into spoiling anything, he ends up discovering that there's a demon existing in the photographs and in the film named Bagul. And it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's, it's one of the ones where uh, when that came out, I went and saw it thinking, you know, I think this is going to be is a it another good... Isn't it another clown movie? No, 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 no. It's not a clown. I mean, he. I guess his face, you could maybe see, kind of looks like a clown, but... Um, no, he's, he's like a demon. Um, cause when I just typed in sinister to like, look up the picture, everything came back sinister clown. No, he's not a clown. I mean, I guess he kind of looks like one. Not, I mean, not really, I guess if you're really trying to stretch it, but anyway, sinister is really good. Um, moving on real quick. This, I, so I was earlier today to try and do some research to make sure I didn't forget any movies that I really wanted to talk about on this list. This one popped up, and I don't know if you could... I guess it technically qualifies as a horror, but I would say it's more of an alien action movie. Have you seen A Quiet Place? No, uh, with uh, Brad with Krasinski and his John wife, Krasinski, yeah. John, well, yeah. From The Office, Brad. yeah. Um, the, I know they're making a second one, if it's not already been The released. second one was supposed to come out <coughs> earlier this year, right before COVID hit, and they've delayed it a year, I think. So we were really so, pumped to go see the sequel. I've seen a little bit of it, but yeah. not like a lot. I just It didn't seem like appealing to me. It didn't yeah. seem scary. It just is more like, like, like you said, it's like a monster that's movie. That's kind of what I say. It's more of a monster movie. That you just yeah. have to live. Like, yeah. Could you imagine us in a quiet, like, shh, I better have yeah. a 25-foot-thick bunker to so, live in. Yeah. So yeah. I'm dead or whatever. The plot... It's one of my favorite movies. We we own it at the house. I loved it. I fell in love with it when we saw it in the theaters. It's the concept is really cool because it takes place. I don't know. Quiet some place. Some in a quiet place. <laughs> get it. Some period of time following an alien invasion, and seems like most people have been killed. It's this family, you know, a husband and a wife, couple kids, I think, and then she's pregnant with another kid, and you end up kind of learning just throughout the storytelling that this world that they live in, the aliens hunt by sound. Like they right. can't hear, they can't see anything, but they can hear they're attracted to noise essentially. And now that all of the humans are gone, there's no planes flying around trucks driving and, you know, garbage trucks and loud, loud noises going on. Any little noise attracts these aliens. Yeah. So if you make hardly any noise, 
you're in danger of being mauled by one of these really incredibly fast and super strong aliens with very sharp teeth. Right. So it's a just an excellent movie. The way the storytelling's done, you know, the whole time. There's a lot of like sign language in it because they they have a daughter who is hard of hearing, um, and also by the fact that you don't want to be talking out loud too much unless you're down in a bunker, like you said, or surrounded by soundproof walls. A good way to communicate is through sign language without having to say anything, you know. And that, that's cool because they they have to go from their house into town and stuff, and they'll they've set up this big long track of basically just sand. They've like poured out sand mm-hmm. in a big walkway, so you're walking on sand and bare feet instead of on the Shoes. ground, you know, like stepping on broken glass and shit, making noise. Like you have to be that quiet, right? So, um, really good story. Like a quiet place, I would recommend it to you. I think you'd probably enjoy it. It's not. There are some moments where you're like, oh my god, like it's jump like it's, scares because the aliens scare. come out or whatever, but it's not a horror movie. I feel like it's like probably a, a movie, like a, a moment in the movie you could probably like, like there was a loud noise and you're like, okay, yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then it happens, you're like, I knew it. Yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, I'd recommend it. It's really good. Um, this next movie on here is also technically a horror movie, but. It's one of the most batshit crazy movies I've ever seen. And it's more kind of a spoof and like making fun of scary movies. Have you ever heard of The Cabin in the Woods? I've heard of it, yeah. So I made, if you ask. Isn't it having like a girl in it? Like a. Isn't there one? No, maybe that's a different one. Like the house. I don't know. There's a, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. I just can't think of the name. You're like, isn't there a girl in it? I'm like, yeah, there is. But there's a girl in a lot of movies. So. You know, there's a girl in the movie, right? You're like, yes, I, I, yes, I got the You're right on movie to it. Then. You're on to it, Matt. Um, if you ask Brandon about this, I made him watch this movie one time. And, you know, he hates movies. He never watches any movies. But I was like, dude, this movie is so crazy and the idea is so off the wall. I have to show it to you because I need someone else to experience this with me. And I did the same thing to Taya. I made her watch it last October. And while it is, it sets up like the stereotypical horror movie. So, you know... Bunch of idiots teenagers go, to, like, go out into the woods. Is this when, a cabin in the woods? Oh, let me find pictures. And I think I've actually watched scary this. stuff starts happening, you know, and there's monsters or there's demons or whatever. We've all seen that story, you know what I mean? The cabin in the woods story. This starts off that way and then totally flips the idea on its head. And I don't want to say what the spoiler is because it really takes away from the experience of watching the movie. But if anyone out there has not watched the movie, The Cabin in the Woods. Also starring Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor. He's in it. Right. You should really go out and check out that movie because I cannot describe to you how crazy and how fun the twist is in that movie without ruining the movie for you. But you need to go see it if you have not seen it. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it and it was just like... It's the craziest shit I've ever... Yeah, and and like I said, they set it up like a standard horror movie about a cabin in the woods it's haunted or whatever and then it really goes in a bunch of different directions towards the end and it just it makes for a really fun experience and it's scary there's gore in it and stuff like that but it's more of like I said they're it's almost like the guy who made the movie set out to make fun of all horror movie tropes in one movie while also making a pretty cool movie so that's my little plug for cabin in the woods well so jumping in real quick. Yeah, sure. Jump movies in. that I didn't think of. Yeah. You could you could put Harry Potter and all this shit. And we so, all know how big of a Harry Potter guy I am. I thought you so, were trying to dissuade me of this. Because remember I told you the other day when we were spitballing doing a Halloween movie podcast. I was like, some of those early, like I think especially the Sorcerer's one, Stone yeah, is kind of a Halloween a movie. Up, There's a big like, Halloween theme yeah. behind it. And there's well, a lot of kind of creepy stuff that happens at Hogwarts. And the reason I like... It's kind of a kid's Halloween movie. Yeah, but it's not like... You know what's funny? So, 
Harry Potter gets played during Christmas all the time. Oh yeah, so they love for some reason they do yeah. their marathons during Christmas. So yeah. you can kind of, you can associate it with a Christmas movie. Yeah, which there are more Christmas yeah. scenes in Harry Potter than, yeah. um, than Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like witches and like mythical things go, you could throw Harry Potter in there. But I there are witches, right? And spells. I, I wasn't going to bring Harry Potter in as like a. Uh, movie talking point but when I was over at Brandon's place the other day he said him and Dom are actually watching all the Harry Potters really that makes so, me happy so they were fir- through the first three and they were like so have you seen them right and I go <laughs> You're like, yeah probably about and this is like no lie I've probably seen all Harry Potters from start to finish easy a hundred times Easy. So well, I mean, you were just eight, telling me you watch it. You watch all of them movies. multiple times a year, right? Like from start to finish. Usually, number one usually eight. I'll go. It's usually between four and six times a year. That and, is but insane. A man. lot of a lot of it's not me sitting on my couch for yeah. you know the three hours the movie's on. A lot of it's I you know I work from home, so I can you just kind of got the t- on, You know, yeah. you've seen my office, right? Right. So I just throw it on. And the you can kind of have them on his background, and I know and stuff, yeah. like. It's just like Band of Brothers or right, Pacific. Right. When when I hear a cue, I can literally be in sync saying line for line what's happening in the movie. So yeah. I know what's happening. I'm pretty much watching it in my head. Yeah. But then, you know, when I run something or I have to wait on something, I'll just lean back and watch it. So yeah, yeah. So yeah I, I watch it all the time. There's been years where I've literally finished it and I started the first one up again. I mean... I think for the sake of this discussion, we could definitely... For sure, the first one, Sorcerer's Stone, you could classify that as, as a Halloween movie. I think the Harry Potter franchise as a whole, you know, A, there's wizards and witches and spells right. in it. That's as, and as Halloween crazy as creatures you can get. Everywhere. And creatures and goblins and ghouls. That's as Halloween as you can get. And also, the kids are there throughout a, you know, like a calendar year. So they experience right. the seasons. They go through fall and October with the leaves changing and, you know, Hogwarts in the dining hall will have floating pumpkins and shit. Right. You know, well, like, and they had like their feast had a bunch yeah, of candy the, yeah. everywhere. So and... it's very Halloween themed. And then they'll go through their Christmas movie or their Christmas theme. You know, it's now wintertime. There's snow right. everywhere and it's all Christmas themed and there's trees everywhere, Christmas trees inside Hogwarts and stuff. So, it, it's simultaneously a Christmas movie and a Halloween movie. Right. You know? I just, I feel like for the sake, if, you know, if we're going to talk about Harry Potter, it would, we would have, I would have still been talking about it from yeah. the get go. So yeah. I just wanted to take them out more or less to be fair. I see what you're saying. Because your opinions and thoughts on Harry Potter have been well documented. <laughs> Very well. And we're well documented. If anyone has not listened again to our movie franchise series of three podcasts. You just have to go listen to the finale. Yeah, go down, listen to the finale. It comes down to, spoiler alert, I wanted Star Wars, Matt wanted Harry Potter, and we hashed it out for an hour. So really what it came down to was Harry Potter 1 and Star Wars Lost. Okay, Zach, back to what you were talking about. moving on. Plowing ahead. Um, Victory. The next one I have on this list is the last movie, and then I have a couple of shows I want to plug real quick. So the next movie I have on here just came out last year and was one of my top five favorite movies of the year. And it's called Doctor Sleep. And it's a sequel to The Shining with Jack Nicholson from I've seen that 1980 movie. or whenever it came out. Also based on a Stephen King novel. And so is Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel novel to The Shining. So the guy who wrote and directed Doctor Sleep also created and wrote the next two shows that I'm going to talk about. His name's Mike Flanagan. And what he did, he had the complicated task of 
this movie, Dr. Sleep, is simultaneously a sequel to the 1980 movie starring Jack Nicholson directed by Stanley Kubrick and also an adaption of Stephen King's book, Dr. Sleep, which is a sequel to his book, The Shining, which differs greatly from the movie, The Shining. So it's kind of complicated. It's kind of a sequel to the movie and the book and taking elements of both and kind of combining them together because stuff that happened in the book supposedly did not happen the same way in the movie. I've only ever seen the movie version of The Shining. I haven't read the book yet. Um, But Dr. Sleep is, in my opinion, Stephen King at his finest because it's not as scary as It, but it is scary, but it's also a really good story. And it's a good story about addiction, about loss, about depression, about what comes after death. There's a lot of like deeper themes in that movie than just straight up a haunted hotel, which does show up because it's a sequel to The Shining. Well, here comes but, Johnny. Yeah. So anyone out there who has seen, you know, obviously The Shining is maybe the most famous horror movie ever made other than like, I don't know, The Exorcist or something. It's got Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Got Ewan McGregor in it, um, and the the I forget her name. The main actress, she's actually in the Mission Impossible movies too. She plays the main Rebecca Ferguson. Villainess. Yeah, Rebecca Ferguson. She plays this character named Rose the Hat, mm-hmm. and where he takes Leader the story, of the true knot. yeah, where he takes the story, Stephen King does past The Shining and the events that happen in that hotel is just brilliant, and he plays more into. I don't know how familiar you are with like what that term actually means in the Stephen King universe. The, the Shining. Shine. Yeah. It that basically he, means he, he has psychic powers. Exactly. And he can like project them. Right. He can I'm reading about it right now. There you go. He he can you if if I had the shine and you had the shine, we could communicate telepathically. And you can also kind of communicate with people who are beyond the grave and communicate with people who like have the medium. shine who live on the other side of the world. Like you can do all this weird, like kind of clairvoyant stuff, you know, it's a, kind of a supernatural ability. And essentially the plot of Dr. Sleep is after Dan Torrance survives the events of the shining at the Overlook hotel and survives his dad going all demented and going crazy and trying to kill him and his mom. It's like he's 40 now or whatever, or 45. And he finds this young girl who is very strong with the shine, the ability. And she's being hunted by Rose the Hat, who leads this group called the True Knot. And essentially what they do, it's really fucked up. They'll find kids who have the shine and they'll torture them to death and feed on the energy that their screams release. Like the shine that gets released mm. by their screams, they, they like eat that. And it keeps them young forever, essentially. Like, it kind of makes them immortal. It's pretty fucked up. But Doctor Sleep is a great movie. It came out last year. Like I said, it's one of my top five favorite movies of last year. Um, I rewatched it a couple months ago, actually. Um, it wasn't in October, but was I... Was it filmed at the Stanley Hotel here in Colorado again? Because they said it was, like... I saw on, like, the move, one of the movie posters it says, Dare to Go Back... Um, we all know the Stanley, do, I mean, Stanley Hotel is truly haunted. Yeah, I've been to the Stanley Hotel too. We actually went a well, couple years ago. For, I'd expect it. We didn't stay there or anything, but oh. we went and did the tour and stuff. The it was ghost tour. Cool. Yeah. Um, do you believe in like, you know, we don't have to get into it because we could probably talk a whole podcast on this, but do you believe in like ghosts or, or like spirits? Um, Whether it's a demon or like a happy ghost, it's like, do, 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 do. I'm. I'm one of those people that I'm not going to rule anything out, but um, 
I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket until something See, proves me wrong. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I I'm, stand on it. Right. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that they don't exist, but I'm also not going to sit here and tell you that they do 100% exist. It could just be a figment of people's imaginations. Right. But I, they definitely exist. 100%. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously I don't know. It's, it's stuff that you're, you're, you're then getting into questions of the afterlife and all kinds of... Have you ever you been know. to the afterlife? Yeah. I mean, no one's going to know. That's, you know the great, that's one of the greatest questions in the you history know of humankind. You know what's crazy about that? I know we, I just derailed it, but uh, you only have two shows left. So it'll be, I got, yeah, it'll I got the quick. two shows to talk about. But uh, so apparently, and again, I don't know how we find this shit out because one, it doesn't make any sense to me. But apparently when you die, your brain stays alive for 10 seconds and replays your entire life. I've heard that too, but I don't know where that came from. Is that- right. So I'm sitting here going, so we could all literally be dead. Like an asteroid could have hit the earth and we could have died. And we're all just and we're literally just watching the slideshow for ten of our seconds, lives, and it seems like you know, an eternity, right? And I'm sitting there going, "Someone's had to have died to tell us this, though." Like, yeah, which is one of the cool things when you hear about people who are medically declared dead and then and brought back. back to the resuscitated, you know, minutes later or whatever. Those people have technically died and gone to somewhere wherever happens after this biological existence and then been brought back so the only people that are alive that could tell us anything that might exist beyond this are people who have been through those experiences have you ever other than that everyone else who's been there is no longer here to tell us about it right Did, did you ever read or watch the movie heaven is for real um no so like i don't know i remember it coming out but i i don't know like the deep ins and outs of it but like uh you know the young kid. I I don't know what happened to him, but he had some sort of an accident or he, whatever. He he medically was declared dead, and you know the story of it is he went to heaven, and then he was resuscitated and they brought him back. And then you know through the story they talk about how he. So I guess his mom had a miscarriage before he was even born, mm-hmm. and he like asked his parents. He, he's like, "Who's you know like." Isabel, I don't know if that's her real name, but like, who's Isabel? And they're like, what do you mean, who's Isabel? And he goes, I had a sister named Isabel. And his parents like look at each other like, and they had never told no them one about it would have told you that. And they're yeah. like, I met, you know, grandpa this, this, and this. Cause he would like see a picture and he'd be like, oh, that's, you know, grandpa so and so. I talked to them. And like, yeah. again, I don't know until I'm dead and up either in heaven or in hell or stuck in purgatory or just in a box in the ground or scattered in millions of pieces. We won't know, but I watched that and I was like, I read part of the book and it was kind of interesting to just like think about that. Oh yeah. Like, cause if there are spirits out there, like if I could be a ghost, you bet your ass I'm coming back to earth to just fuck with some people <laughs> in a nice friendly way. But like, the, I, my, I feel like there's stuff out there. You know what? My one thing about watching movies about demons haunting people is, What's the point? Why are they here fucking with humans? I just don't... Like, what's their incentive? Because they're assholes. I don't know. That's why I don't watch them. Because you can't shoot a demon. You just shoot a corner in your house and it could go into your neighbor's house. Whereas, like, a person comes to your front door, you can shoot him a couple times. And you're like, all right, threat threat neutralized. The demon just sits there in the corner like... Yeah. Yeah. I just... 
I don't know. That's what I always. That's what I think about when I watch movies like that. I mean, I enjoy them for the scares and stuff, but I'm not not buying in 100%, you know, of like, oh my God, this actually happened to someone. Like, okay, maybe it did. Right, when they say did. based on a true story, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on a true right. story. I mean, if it's but, about murders or something that actually happened, then okay, yeah, this is a true story. But if it's about an exorcism, I mean, like, sure. Have you ever seen The Exorcist? I've heard it's like the scariest movie out there. I haven't. We were going to try and watch it this month, but we haven't gotten around to it. So I don't know. I may watch it at Well, some the month's point. not over yet. True. I got a couple days. Um... Yeah, let's go back to your show. Let me wrap up my list real quick, and then uh, we can rant or whatever. So We can talk about politics. <laughs> End of podcast. <laughs> um, the last two I have on my list are TV shows. So that Dr. Sleep wrapped up the movies, and these other two are TV shows. And like I mentioned before, Mike Flanagan, the writer and director of Dr. Sleep, has also written and created two shows for Netflix. One that came out two years ago is called The Haunting of Hill House. And one that just came out this year, in fact, earlier this month, that I just finished watching last night, and it's called The Haunting of Bly Manor. And these two exist as an anthology series, basically called like The Haunting series. So presumably, he's going to keep making more of these, and it'll be The Haunting of whatever, you know, something right. else. Um, and both of these, I believe, are based on novels. Um, the Haunting of Hill House, I think, was written by Shirley Jackson. It's written. It's a novel written by her. And then I think... Haunting of Bly Manor is also a book. I haven't read either of the two books, but I'd kind of like to at some point. But I cannot recommend these shows highly enough. Between these two shows and Dr. Sleep, Mike Flanagan is now hands down my favorite horror writer-director working in Hollywood today. The stuff that he's put out has just been nothing short of genius to me. And The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor, I'll go into like a loose plot description for both of them, but I will say... After finishing up Bly Manor and now having seen both, Hill House, in my opinion, is far scarier. But I think the storyline and the story surrounding Bly Manor is a little bit better. It's not quite as scary, but it's better story. So, loose, loose plot haunting of Hill House. I know you're not ever going to watch it because nope. it's longer than a movie. You have to sit there and be scared for 10 hours, 10 episodes instead of two hours. Yeah, no. um, which is why I haven't convinced Taya to watch them with me. It's, it kind of <laughs> bums me out. But... Hill House is essentially about a family who moves into this big mansion, you know, this old typey stereotypical thing you'd see in a horror movie, like big, massive mansion. Big, it's really old, old, yeah. Wooden mansion. Yeah, wooden mansion with a bunch of creeks and, like, you know, history and flavor to it. Go figure. They move into this mansion, and it's a husband and a wife, and I think they have like five or even six kids. They have a bunch of kids. And. Essentially, it, it, the, the show flashes back and forth between the past and the future, when everyone's younger, when they're kids, and then when they've grown up. And basically, throughout, as the show progresses, you learn what happened to them at Hill House that made them all abandon Hill House one night in a frenzy and never go back there, and then what subsequently fucked all of them up mentally for the rest of their lives because of what they saw and encountered at Hill House. And then it eventually culminates in them all going back to Hill House due to some circumstances I won't go into, but so for kind of watching. like the final frontier thing at the end of at the end of the show. Um, it's terrifying, but again, like Doctor Sleep, it's got a great story. Like this guy, this Mike Flanagan guy, as a writer, is just super talented. Like yeah. I think, and I was describing this to Taya the other day. What I like about finding horror movies and horror shows that are really, really good like this is it's just a, it's such a cool example of 
just another genre in which you can tell good stories. Right. You know, we've all seen Harry Potter and Star Wars and Game of Thrones. These are fantasy and sci-fi stories that that tell good stories, but they're fantasy or they're sci-fi or right. whatever, or they're action or they're comedy. There are good stories in all of those genres. Well, there are also really good stories being told in horror. It's just a different genre. And for people who don't like horror, who are like you, you you're not being exposed to those movies. But like that's why this list is the only list of horror stuff that I would recommend to anyone wanting to get into horror stuff is because, yeah, they're scary, but you're getting something out of it. It's a really well-told story, and it's dealing with a lot of problems that all human beings deal with, with loss, with grieving, with depression, with all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? And it just also happens to be really scary. And there's ghosts or there's demons or there's monsters or whatever. So Hill House is terrifying. Bly Manor, the loose plot of Bly Manor is kind of something similar. Um, takes place in England. There's this manor, England? this big... Fish and chips on oil. <laughs> right, eh? Uh, it takes place this big manor in England and this American woman goes to she goes abroad and just kind of is vacationing and then it ends up turning into her just kind of living over there for a while you can kind of tell at the beginning of the show she's running from something in America and just kind of wants to get away from the problems and stuff you don't know exactly what it is but she goes there and she takes a job working as an au pair which is essentially like a fancy word for nanny right and she goes and she's going to work as this au pair for these two kids living they're the basically the heir and the heiress of Bly Manor their parents have been killed Mm. within the past year in some accident and their last au pair committed suicide in the lake that's on the property oh yeah so that's the setup and then she goes there and she's their au pair and obviously aren't the the longer she's living there well the kids seem like the the kids are definitely fucking sus <laughs> there's there's a lot of weird shit going on with the kids when she first gets there and it would have been huge red flags for me if i was her i'd have been like you know what i thought i wanted this job turns out i don't you guys are really creepy i'm gonna get the hell out of here good luck um but obviously like creepy shit starts to happen and as the sh- as the show unfolds you learn more and more again it bounces back and forth between the past and the present right. and you learn more and more about these characters and their backgrounds and what's so cool about Bly Manor is there are ghosts in the house but the real terror and the real ghosts in the show are the things that the characters bring with them is like their guilt over mistakes they've made in their past stuff they're they're carrying around on their shoulders and in their minds that's weighing on them you know what i mean and that's what i mean where he's attacking this horror story but he's he's coming at it through the lens of a horror story but he's really trying to drive at and get at really deeper human truths and it's it really ends up being a very beautifully told story in my opinion and it has a somewhat of a happy ending i would say it's kind of like a sweet and sour ending you know like you get it's happy on one hand but it's also kind of sad and depressing on another it's more sad honestly overall than it is scary it ends up being like once you understand the full scope of the story and stuff but enough of me ranting about haunting a blind manor and stuff but anyway for anyone out there who is looking for some new horror stuff and they haven't seen some of this newer stuff mike flanagan writer director of dr sleep and then haunting of hill house and haunting of blind manor both you can find them on netflix they're netflix originals they're just 
both of them tremendous. And I just wrapped up Blind Manor a couple days ago, and I loved it. So. But nothing better than Monsters, Inc. Dude, I, I, Mike I, was like I said, Monsters, Inc. is my favorite Pixar movie ever made. So I, I could watch that. Anytime it's on TV, I'm immediately in. I'm just watching. So, um, yeah, that was my little list of Halloween movies slash TV shows. And that's my little short list of... I think going forward, anytime I'm going to have a horror movie marathon with someone or if we're going to be watching horror movies during Halloween... I'm watching for sure one of these on this list. Like again, I'll just I'll just keep watching them. Yeah, I think when I have my uh, Halloween horror movie marathon, <laughs> you inviting me over? Uh, yeah, I'll invite you over, and you can watch the movies, and uh, I'll be. <laughs> You'll just put on Harry Potter. I'll just take your... a nap, or yeah. I got Harry Potter on my phone. I downloaded all, all eight movies on my phone, so I go. can take it wherever. <laughs> so I never have to worry about being scared again. <laughs> But anyway, with Halloween coming up in a couple of days, we just wanted to have this discussion about horror movies and stuff. And I don't think I have too much more to talk about. But no, um, I'm. I've been yeah. enjoying watching some horror movies this month. I, we didn't get through as many as we wanted to, but um, it's always fun during October watching scary movies because now, as soon as November hits, as soon it's pretty Saturday much acceptable is over for Christmas movies. It's all at this point. Christmas. So, yeah. Besides the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's all Christmas, yeah, and I am all for it. <laughs> you know what's to be? I'll, I'll be completely honest. You don't like Christmas? Yeah. No, no, no. Christmas is my favorite holiday, but Christmas movies in particular, I don't really watch a bunch of them. Like I have a couple that I've seen that I really like, but I'm not really all jazzed up There's, about Christmas movies the way a lot of people. I, are. I have my list, like. Yeah. I'll, I'll run through it now, and then when we do one, uh, you know, we should Christmas do another podcast, one of these in December. Yeah, you know, we do could it. do just like a, a true Christmas podcast where yeah. we don't bring movies in, and then we could do yeah. just like a Christmas movie one. But I'll yeah. just give you my quick list. I like the first and second Santa Clauses. The third oh, yeah, ones those are good. Those suck. Are good. I don't like yeah. the one where it's like frosty. Yeah. Um, Jingle All the Way is one of my favorites. Oh, what a great movie. Uh, a Christmas Story is a classic. Yeah. I watch it every year. I don't think just I've ever actually I've gotten, seen that. Oh, you just got... It's literally on 15 different stations. Yeah. All Christmas Isn't that... That one's, that one's an older movie, right? Yeah, it came yeah, out yeah. a long time ago. It's the one ago. with the leg lamp. Which my brother actually had one of those. Let me let me look it up while you're talking because I um, I've never actually watched it. Elf is obviously Elf is on great. there. And what about Home Alone? Are you a Home, Home Alone, Alone fan? huge Home Alone fan. The only Home Alone and then Home Alone Lost in New York though. And then um, oh I get I mean like I guess you like we said Harry Potter you could count in there. And there's a movie I'm thinking of oh um, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I love Christmas. I mean, it's just people are like, I don't like Christmas week. I'm like, hey, well, it's not for everybody. But Chevy Chase is hilarious, and that movie is hilarious. And did you ever watch um, Office Christmas Party that came out a couple years ago? Yes, me and you, we went and saw did we that, see that together. together. Yeah, that dude. was on TV the other day, and I had kind of forgotten I had seen that because we saw it in theaters. I think when it came out, yeah. Oh, dude, it was not as funny as I was wanting it to be, but it was pretty good. But was, you sit there and you funny. go, could you imagine if an office actually had, like, that would be like a Christmas, like, party I feel like Barstool Sports would have, and then yeah. no other company in the world would have that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. But, like, Barstool would be the ones that, like, do something. Well, that's one of those things. That. I don't know about you, but um, my company has not done Christmas parties since I started working there. I guess they used to back in the day, but... I think a lot of companies have stopped those because people used to get drunk, get real handsy with people and say shit that they didn't really mean. And like it got kind of awkward. <laughs> hey. I think, you know, you show up Monday, the next Monday at work and it's like, hey, Jerry, how you feeling, bud? Like, 
said a bunch of weird shit on Hey, last Jerry, Saturday. there's a box on your uh, desk. Go ahead and pack that up. And Go, ahead and, uh, yeah. Go ahead and pack all your shit. Get out of here. No, I'm... Uh, Oh, and there's one more. It's got like Seth Rogen in it, and uh, the, uh, is it the night the before? night before? That one. That is one. also I like that one. hilarious. I like that. One. I watched that when I was at my aunt and uncle's house, and everyone in the house turned and looked at me because I'm laughing. Like, you know, there's a lot of inappropriate stuff in that, and I'm like dying laughing because I think it's hilarious. Dude, that came out in 2015. That's and, like, really a five year old movie. Yeah. At this point. Damn. And my grandpa and like my aunt and uncle turned and looked at me. They're like. What's wrong with you? I'm like, That's a this is movie, hilarious. Dude. If and you yeah, don't think this is funny, at one point then... Seth Rogen's character he does mushrooms yeah, and, then and then he, he has goes to go to church, church. <laughs> with, with the with the star of David on his. He's like, I feel like everyone's looking at me. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Yeah, we'll have uh, to save all this talk yeah, for we'll, our Christmas. We'll save movie. that for Christmas. But yeah, uh, as far as Halloween goes, um, you know, again from both Zach and I, we always thank you at the end of these. Um, we appreciate your guys' love and support on these. If you do decide to go out and you know do anything on Halloween, since it is on a Saturday, you know just be be safe, have fun, and you know we'll be back next week with at least one episode, maybe two. We'll have to see what uh, yeah. schedules. We'll look do like. another NFL and fantasy recap for those sports fans out there, and we'll have to come up with our next topic. We, we might for, we um, might fit another one in because yeah. I'll be gone the next week, so yeah, well, that'll be I'll, good to. But get I'll be in back actually on Thursday. Okay. So we could well, we can get in another random one because we like to throw in some more random podcasts for you guys. This is, this is actually, I was looking, this is the first one we've done in like three or four episodes that's not football related. I think since the ocean. Yeah, that's the last one we did. And so yeah, um, thanks everyone for listening. Um, if you have any ideas of future episodes we can do that are you know non-sports related or even sports related, something that, you know, some topic you want to hear us chat about and ramble about um feel free to send us an email at just some browsing at gmail.com i finally remembered the email this yeah. time <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta remember to put some in between yeah, yeah, just yeah. browsing um but uh, and if you have any opinions on the halloween slash horror movies that we talked about on this episode you know write in tell us why those movies sucked or why you like them or don't whatever. be shy on facebook we got a facebook page yeah. or you know go ahead please and- recommend some movies too if if uh you know i'm sure there's a bunch of horror movies out there that I haven't seen. I know Matt's not going to watch them, but if I haven't seen them and they're really good, shout them out and I'll I'll check them out and maybe they'll be they'll become new. Or just send us your send us an early Christmas list of movies too. There you go. So yeah. Or or send us your favorite that. yeah Christmas list of movies because I honestly I got to admit I got to step up my Christmas movie game. Yeah, you I, watch I gotta, more horror movies I gotta than you watch Christmas yeah, movies. I got to expand my horizons. Psychopath. So. <laughs> but um, no. yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, go out there. Follow us on all the platforms. Um, like, rate, review. You know, shoot us an email. Give us a comment on our Facebook page. Um, you know, we're just enjoying these conversations, having a good time, and you know, we kind of just want to talk about a whole slew of ideas, a whole random bunch of ideas. We like, we have a bunch of varied, you know, interests, and we. Have, I think we have a bunch lined up. We're just trying to find the right time right, for that specific yeah. and kind of how to structure the discussion and right. stuff. Yeah, so. But, uh, but yeah, like Zach said, you know, feel free to shoot us an email, uh, go to just browsing on Facebook, give us a like, you know, post a message on there. We post all of the, the, the podcast episodes, usually the day after on there. Yep. Um, so you can keep up to date with, with the freshest and newest episodes. Um, you know, we're on pretty much every platform you can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're not on one that you want us to be on, just shoot us an email and we'll work to to get out there but uh yeah we just thanks for your support and we we look forward to spitting some more facts to you next week yeah talk to you next time guys bye-bye